0: Welcome to the Positive Vibe Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Bonnick, and we got a special guest for you this week, PV Nation. This dude is an MLB legend. He had an 11-year big league career. He brings great energy to life every day. Some might even call him the king of New Jersey. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to Episode 5 with Todd Frazier. Todd, say what up to PV Nation.
1: PV Nation, what's going down, baby?
0: Hey, thanks for coming on, bro. I appreciate this.
1: Hey, anytime, man. We've been we've been doing this for a while, you and me, and um, I'm excited to be on this show with you.
0: Awesome, man. Well, hey, take me back to the beginning. You're from Tom's River, New Jersey. You
1: know, how was life growing up in Tom's River? Uh, it was great. I had two older brothers. Pretty much whatever they did, I wanted to do. So um, whatever sport they played, I wanted to be better at. And <laughs> um, it's a fun, loving town. Everybody plays sports, basketball, baseball, football. And um, It was a battle. Ever since you were six years old, it was pretty much, you know, who you're going to face every year, and you you didn't want them to get bragging rights, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, when you were 12 years old, you won the 1998 Little League World Series, man. What was that experience like for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, thinking back on it, the first, I'd be reminiscent if I didn't say my brother went in 95. So, they were the first Tom Jaurice Little League team to go. They, They didn't win it, of course, but... I think they came in fourth place, and when I was nine, he went. So for me, I, I told my two buddies that I was there with my two best friends, Joey Franceschini and RJ Johansson. I said, "Guys, this is where we need to be." And three years later, our dreams came true with a lot of luck. But um, for me, it kind of kickstarted my career, man, into the baseball world.
0: Yeah, I was gonna. I was thinking, like, did that pressure prepare you for the next level?
1: without a doubt. and That that line, always pressure is a privilege. It is, man. You always want to get in those situations where you have a chance to knock one out of the park or bases loaded two outs. You dream about stuff like that. And guess what? You're going to fail more than you succeed. So for everybody out there that's a baseball player, don't get frustrated. Get them the next time. So it's always something that you can always improve on. But yeah, pressure was always a part of what I went through. And I, I I loved it with open arms.
0: Yeah, I would say I looked up the uh, freaking numbers from that last game. You What is it, four for four with a come in to close, hit a home run? <laughs> like, dude, yeah.
1: what? Yeah, and I got the win too, which was uh, yeah. very, very surprising, but I'll take it.
0: Ice oh, in the veins. <laughs> All right. So you then went on to play at Rutgers. You had a great career and ended up getting drafted in the first round by the Reds. What are your, uh, you know, just memories of Rutgers? I love the fact that, you know, I'm from P.A., you know, I love the fact that you're that northern boy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what what was your biggest takeaway from your time at Rutgers?
1: Yeah, I mean, thinking about it too as well. It came down to two universities. It was Clemson and Rutgers, and for me, um, I was thinking they had four or five other infielders going out. I'm like, man, they want this guy from the north coming down <laughs> here and taking some South Carolina spots. Oh, that's not going to happen. But. Um, it was a simple yes to go to Rutgers. You know, my dad and my mom. We always talked about going there. And Fred Hill, the late Fred Hill, who passed away a couple of years ago, he was he was a maniac in all the good ways possible. He he taught you from the ground up. We uh, mm-hmm. worked on skills that you know. I'm like, man, why do we got to keep doing this? And you know what? He knew every little thing that we needed to do and compared us to everything else. But it was it's a great university. It's a university. You know, academic-wise, they turned down Ivy League about 15 years ago. So you had to work your butt off in the academic-wise, and you had to work your butt off on the field because, you know, people, you know, all Rutgers up north, those guys, you know, they're soft, whatever. We always came to play, and we won a Big East title my uh, junior year.
0: Wow. That's awesome. So fast forward, you had an 11-year big league career, you know, highlighted by two trips to the All-Star game, you know, winning the 2015 Home Run Derby, and your brother threw to you in the Derby, which is. So that had to be surreal, huh?
1: Yeah, it was awesome. My other brother was kind of my hype man, we called him. And uh, that, was, that was Jeffrey. And then my older brother, Charlie, was the guy that was thrown. It was simple. Jeff wasn't a really good BP thrower, but Charlie was. And, we, you know, we had a plan. We worked out uh, before the season starting, knowing it was going to be in Cincinnati, my home field. Right. And um, it wasn't the best. We didn't do so well, but when we got on the field, I said just lob it in there, I'll take care of the rest. And the rest was here.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Was it a no-brainer like picking your brother to throw to you?
1: Yeah, that was simple. That was simple. <laughs> Keep the family affair. I had everybody there and uh what a joyous day it was for uh, everybody and you know, Toms River, New Jersey and my family as well.
0: Yeah, that's I got goosebumps right now, man. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, what what do you I just want to ask like what do you remember from that night? You know what I mean? I'm sure it was just unbelievable excitement to win in front of the home crowd is, you know, crazy. But like, just what's the biggest takeaway from that night?
1: Well, something funny about that night. My wife was pregnant uh, with our second daughter, Kylie. And uh, long story short, we had no electricity in the house. It was like 100 degrees in Cincinnati. Uh, Yeah. And so she she goes, you know, and I had to go to the after parties afterwards. And she's sweating her her brains out over there. She said, all I want is a milkshake. You better bring me back a milkshake. So four in the morning. We went, got her a milkshake after the party and she was very happy to see that. And, uh, (laughs) that was a pretty fun time that, you know, you know, to think back on the stuff you go through outside of just the sport, but you know, it was, it was fun on the field, meeting the players, uh, the crowd, the the atmosphere was awesome.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. So what would you say the biggest life lesson, you know, baseball
1: in general has taught you Uh, about failure? Um, my saying always goes: you can accept failure, but never expect it. And that mm. goes in the box. When you're a hitter, you know you can accept that you're going to fail because you're going to fail over yeah. you know over 75% of the time, especially now with the averages now and the how good the pitching is. But never go up there expecting it. So have confidence, do your best, but understand you know stuff's going to happen. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Go after it the next time
0: absolutely man i think uh when i think you're you're the epitome of confidence and i think that's such a that's such a you know that's so key you know what i mean whether it's any part of your life you know what i mean but i think like growing into yourself finding yourself and obviously you you know succeeding at, at a young age had to instill a lot of confidence in you you know what i mean
1: yeah and i think honestly it starts at a young age too with your brothers Never mm-hmm. back down. They always say never back down. Play with somebody older than you. Try other sports. Um, you know, don't take crap from anybody. That kind of attitude uh, that was instilled in me at a young age, I think it, it breeded that confidence even more.
0: For sure. So you played for legendary manager Dusty Baker, and he's, you know, he's an absolute legend. Um, you know, what's the best advice he ever gave you?
1: Yeah, Dusty was, was a different person in, in all the best ways. He was he was lovable. He he's a life lesson guy. Um, <clears throat> for him, he basically said, you know, just do you. And, and I think, you know, two words that, you know, people are like, what do you mean? But for me, it kind of understood like, don't change. Don't be anybody different where you're from is where you're from and act like where you come from, man. And good things will happen over a mm. long period of time. You know, don't try and be somebody you're not pretty much.
0: That's a definitely a good lesson for sure. I think that goes right into everything that we're doing. You know, when I think about be you, you know what I mean? There's that's, that saying just being yourself, you know what I mean? Yeah. Embrace who you are. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so let's transition to life after baseball. You know, you're a great dad. You got three kids. Uh, you coach your son. Is that, is that right? Yeah, man, I'm
1: having a good time. We have a good little squad called the South Siders. Maybe.
0: Hey, there you go. You know, what's the partest, hardest part about coaching your son?
1: Um, uh, expectations. And, you know, <laughs> I feel like, honestly, for me, I expect, sometimes I expect him to do what I did. And I think that's the hardest thing, uh, the hardest approach to take, because he's not. He's not going to be me. I hope he's than me. Mm -hmm. I hope, you know, if he he can understand and listen to me a little more and um, enjoy the moment and, uh, you know, the pressures that's going to come with your last name. So my just understanding, honing down expectations and wanting him to be the best, but knowing that he's going to fail too as well. So it's, it's that, that tug and pull kind of thing where you want to pull your hair out of your head. But at the same time, you know, it's just baseball at the end of the day. I've been there before, but you want to push him to do your best. But at the same time, you want him to learn on his own as well.
0: For sure. So you're enjoying coaching in general.
1: I love it. I love it. Just coaching the kids. I, I don't um, think I want to be a manager, if you want the truth, um, right? as of right now, maybe coach a high school team. Uh, mm-hmm. I, want, I want the kids where they're, you know, immature and, you know, don't understand the game just yet, kind of right. make them into little men, you know, if you know what I'm saying.
0: For sure. So you work for the Yes Network, which that's mm-hmm. got to be unbelievable for you. Um, do you remember the moment you found out you got the job? Yeah. I, I
1: was talking to my agent. We were going through things. They said, listen, we're going to talk to a bunch of different, uh, broadcasts and, and television. And, uh, they came back and, you know, there was a bunch of opportunities I had and they said, Hey, this, this might be the best one for you. So it was awesome, you know, especially playing for the Yankees and knowing some guys on the team. Still, it was a dream come true and working with some guys like Bob Lorenz and Jack Curry, um, uh, to name a few, um, uh, and, and Flaherty. It's, uh, It's really a dream come true to talk, you know, Yankee baseball.
0: Dude, think about that. Like, you you grew up watching Jeter on Yes Network and stuff like that. Next thing you know, you're freaking caught. Like, that's got to be an unbelievable feeling.
1: It's pretty surreal. Put a suit and tie on, look professional, (laughs) and talk about the sport you grew up in love for, you know, pretty much your whole life.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. So you also work for ESPN as a broadcaster for the Little League World Series. You know, coming full circle, really. Uh, You enjoy calling games?
1: Yeah, I do. I that, that's August is my big month, and that's you know about twelve to fifteen days of watching little kids get after it and the joys and the fun times of games. I really enjoy doing those games, and I just got uh, hit up to do uh, ESPN Radio too as well. So I'm going to wow. do a race series, the best out of three. Fly out to Tampa in a couple of days, get acclimated there. I'm a runner, man. They're going to hit me up, and if they need me, I'll, I'm there to work. So this is going to be great.
0: Yeah, that is a great, man. So, what's the preparation process like for, you know, both at Yes and with the Lily World Series?
1: Yeah, I mean, you think about it. Yes Network, you're talking about one team. So, the stack of papers might be, you know, half an inch long. When you're working for ESPN doing uh, 20 teams, you know, you got that stack that's about, you know, eight mm-hmm. inches long that you, you got to really hone in and understand the kids and where they're from and what they're going through. It's a lot of homework, it's a lot of prep work, but, um, I enjoy it, man. It, you know, you treat mm-hmm. it, but at the same time, you know, I don't do something you love and it'll never be a job to you.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. So I just got to ask this, is you ever get nervous with like pronunciations, like of names, like especially Lily world series,
1: especially, you know, when you got a team like Chinese Taipei playing a team from Panama, I mm-hmm. mean, bro, it's unbelievable, you know? And I'm like, Right, what's one of the names out of the two or three that, you know, first the last name I can pronounce better? and Thank God I'm just the, the you know, the color man and mm-hmm. the guy because they got to remember everything.
0: Do they go through like, is it, you know how like back in the day, like in, in, in like a dictionary, it has like, it breaks up the word. Is that how they go about it, you know? So they talk to the coaches, the translators beforehand, mm-hmm. write it down. So
1: if it was, um, some, uh, what was the guy's name? Um. It might be spelled different. Like it could be um S U N G for Sung, but it could sound like Son. So like Mm -hmm. it just depends how they pronounce it. It's not it's most nine out of ten times not gonna be pronounced how it is on the piece of paper. So they got they gotta come that's the background work that those people gotta do.
0: Yeah, man, that's that's wild. That's that's gotta be tough. I was just thinking about that. I'm like just pronunciating and you know any any level any baseball and you know r- regardless it's just like baseball football anything like that's one of the when I watch I'm like I'm so impressed by that it's like every single name they pronounce right it's the, it just goes into the homework you know oh yeah
1: it's not just it's not just me going through it um, it's the people that work for ESPN that get there four or five days before to talk to mm. the players the agents and uh, the people that you know do all that that homework which is so hard to do because. You don't want to mess anybody's name up on TV. You know, you have people calling in, oh, man, it's pronounced with an A, not an E. And Mm. you're on ESPN. Everybody's watching.
0: For sure, man. So you're, you know, transitioning in this next phase of your life. You know, what are your goals for the next 10 years, if you had you know, you had to say?
1: Wow, that's a really good question. I haven't really thought about it, but for me personally – Part-time doing this broadcasting stuff. I love every 2nd of it. Work with Yes Network part-time. Do, you know, dabble in a couple things here. Keep coaching my kids. I have mm-hmm. a four-year-old grant who's going to come up. So when my son is 12 or 13, he, it's his time to go. I'm not going to coach him anymore. He's got to learn. He'll have everything in his hands. It's a matter of whether he wants to keep working at it and keep getting better. And then my youngest will be eight years old. And it's time to do traveling ball again. So, Um, I never know what's going to happen. To be honest, I, I'm really intrigued to see where the road leads, but I'm having fun being a dad and, um, you know,
0: doing this kind of thing now. That's awesome, man. So I want to wrap up this interview, you know, with a few questions, you know, um, let's start with this one. So you got a crazy cleat collection. Crazy. And I heard, you know, I don't know. I want you to verify this, but is there, is there an Ichiro story where you wrote him a letter?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> this is a good one. My first, you know, I'm like looking at cleats and I'm, I'm a big shoe guy. I mean, I don't collect all the shoes, but I have a good amount, you know, in my closet. I got a couple hundred in there that I, I really Ooh. like. I probably haven't used in years, mm-hmm. but I just can't get rid of them. You know, I got that itch, but right. I saw, I'm like, you know what, why don't I collect cleats? Everybody collects a Jersey or a bat or a ball or a card. So I said, I said to the clubhouse guy, I said, can you run over and see if each send me a pair of cleats? Said, well, Ichiro usually needs a letter. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Like, it's never heard of. He's like, he enjoys collecting letters from players who respect him. So I, I sent over a full-page letter, and I said, you know, at the end, do you mind sending me a signed pair of cleats? And he did. It was great. And before the game, he's er, he goes out and stretches early like I do, about a half hour before the game starts. And he comes up to me and says, Todd, listen, thank you so much. I said, thank you, man. The cleats are great. And he said, best letter i ever got from a person i said oh man i've wow. meant so much you know as i said my three years of ruckers kind of kind of helped me with
0: that. <laughs> so it, yeah, it was a really awesome. good
1: story really good one
0: that's good man so next question man who who gave you the iconic nickname the todd father
1: yeah that was a good one too that came in cincinnati 2011 when i first got up there and uh being from jersey loving the sopranos i talked about you know the italian roots all the time which i'm not of course but i have a lot of italian buddies everybody thinks of uh you know an italian last name the pizza and they're like you know we're gonna call him the todd father and i i really loved it
0: yeah that's epic man so this is just a random one but you know what was your go-to pre-game meal oh man
1: i wasn't really a go-to guy but you know if i had to think of it if it was i'll give you two it would have to be um pollo guisado uh, good a good i think it's a dominican dish with mm-hmm. rice rice and this lean meat um or the other one would have to be real simple kind of just like uh like chicken fingers if you want the truth man i love some chicken yeah. fingers. i did i did so whatever whatever worked
0: yeah for sure all right this is a, this is a good one you know my birds just got you dude so i gotta oh, ask God. how'd you become a bucks fan from jersey
1: Small world, man. That's funny. You did get us. That was, The Eagles, <laughs> Eagles are looking really good, like usual. But, for um, sure. But I grew up uh, – I, I don't know. It was a good question. I was I was a big Mike Allstott fan. He wore that neck brace. Right. Remember that horseshoe neck? Yeah. Hell yeah. And I was so mad as a youngster. Don't ask me why. That two New York – the Jets and Giants both played in New Jersey. And not one of them were called the New Jersey Jets and New Jersey Giants. Right. And I'm like, I'm not rooting for any of these teams. <laughs> and, and I just love the horseshoe, and I love Monty Kiffin and the Tampa two, and I love their jerseys. And in you know, 1998, when I was 12, I said, "You know what? I'm going to be a Bucs fan." And lo and behold, 2002 or three, I think they won a Super Bowl, and then Tom Brady came and saved the day again. So um, we've had a few good years, and I, I'm sticking with them.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. What was it like when you found out Brady was going to the Bucks?
1: Oh, that was awesome, man. That was awesome. <laughs> my buddy, my buddy from Florida, sent me a jersey, um, and it w- it was it was really cool.
0: Yeah, that's epic. All right, man. Well, hey, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. I always end every interview with this last question. You know, if you could give PB Nation one piece of advice, what would it be? Man, understand
1: you're going to go through life with trials and tribulations. It's how you come out of it. Enjoy the moment. Life is too short. Enjoy every moment you have, whether it's with your kids, with your friends, even by yourself. If you feel like it's right, go give it and give it 100%. And I think you're going to be just fine.
0: I love that, man. Well, hey, Todd, thank you so much for joining the show, dude. I appreciate it. And, you know, keep doing your thing, bro. You're kidding.
1: Anytime, Matt. Have a good one, brother.
0: All right, man. You too.